Greetings, everybody out there in dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. You are listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Broadcasting to you from the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast, the third coast of Texas. The darkest truths from the darkest web need to be told. And you must listen to the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Sometimes you ask yourself, are these people human? Will there be another reset? I called it reset number four. But there could have been more, of course. What about the International Space Station? If it is a counter-rotating mechanism they are building there, there could be two ways they are using it. One, to influence our crater, or the second option, influence the time layers, or maybe both. With mathematics, it is possible to duplicate the geometry of space inside our equations to make a copy of it, only in reverse. In this reversed version, the copy of the black hole behaves differently. Instead of not being able to escape from its inside, all objects are on the contrary destined to escape from it. This is what we call a white hole. Now that we find ourselves in possession of this copy of space-time, we are able to stick it underneath our original hole. We form a structure which is much more satisfactory with the shape of a tube rather than the simple hole. It is this type of structure which we call a wormhole. If such a structure exists, then the wormhole must necessarily connect two portions of space-time together. We can quickly start to dream of a future in which spaceships might go through such shortcuts in space-time to travel from galaxy to galaxy. Well. In my view, there are no galaxies, but time layers. Let's say you are flying around in the first time layer, and you find a way to make a hole to the second layer. You fly around in the second layer, and you decide to go home. What would you find? Would you end up in a planet of the apes scenario? Maybe there you would find your ancestor, the missing link, the link between human and ape. Well, what is the problem? Let's say you have four time layers, and you manage to go from the fourth layer to the third layer. But now you have ended up in a time period where the fourth layer wasn't even created yet. So, you cannot go back to something that isn't there. 
let's say you wait for a new reset until the fourth layer is created again. You fly through it, but you destroy it again. Theoretically, there would be only one way out. You would hang in space, wait for the fourth layer to be created, and from there, from space, you can return into the fourth layer. Let's say that humanity in the future decided to go into the past. Would they have landed on the planet of the apes? And where would the spaceship be? Well, I know where it is. And I know the period they landed. Looking at the size of the pilot, it must have been prehistory. Let's try another explanation concerning Atlantis. Let's go back to the theory of the reflections and the reset. So as you noticed, the mirror image is always coming closer to the Earth. So at a certain point it will hit the Earth. What would happen? Take a look again at the inverted pyramid I showed. What is stone? Stone is the lack of water. What is mud? Mud is 50% water and 50% stone. So in this case, matter would be pure water. Let's say when the last image hits the earth, everything changes into water. This could be the Big Bang, the first sound wave, repeating itself over and over again like an echo, creating, destroying, creating, destroying. Let's say history repeats itself. Humanity colonizes the bigger Earth. Center of this culture is Saturn or Atlantis. But in this period, the last reflection is about to hit Earth and change everything into water. No place to escape except take all the DNA, put it in a spaceship make a wormhole, go to the past and start all over again. Okay, but what about God? Wasn't it God who gave the order to build the ark? What is the mastermind behind all this? Let's say 
you are walking on a timeline. You put down a book. You start walking again. Faster and faster. You stop. You want to take the book, but it's no longer there. You look in the mirror, but nobody's there. You look at your hands, but they are disappearing. All that's left is a screen. And even that is disappearing. This state of being, without an observer, I would call the Fa. The Void, when you are pure energy. Now let's have the second player, the Reflector. Let's say the Fa and the Reflector come together. Now the Fa becomes the engine of the reflector. This of course is the atom. Now the void is seeing its reflection in the mirror. The zero is observing the one. This of course is the start of the matrix. Now, when you're walking on a timeline and you put down your book, the book will be projected in the holographic universe. Reality becomes a 3D projection. Let's replace reflector with atom. So you have the fa, the atom, so the fa is Eva. And the atom is Adam. Atom has two parts, a male and a female part, Isis and Osiris. So what's the story? Let's recapitulate. You have the atom, you have the fa, then you have the snake, and of course you have the apple. Let's compare that with a clock. So you have the mechanism, the atom, the battery, the fa, the clock face is the apple, the pattern of the movement is the snake. Let's say that the clock face is damaged. That would alter the movement of the snake. Imagine a perfectly calibrated counter-rotating mechanism. Would this have been Eden? Then its orbit gets disturbed. That causes it to wobble. That creates the EPEP pattern. So what's the story? Well, there is no story. This painting is just showing how it is. The atom, the fa, and the disturbed snake pattern, symbolized by the apple. But religion, of course, had to blame someone. You have God, a disobedient humanity, and, of course, women. Religion is always blaming women. 
Well, in a way, I did the same. I was looking to blame something. And in a way, it is the Solomon Star, but only because it is malfunctioning. So you have the Solomon system and the organic system. Skew it to the right, skew it to the left, fast forward in a 2D system, take a look in a 3D system. What if the cell division was a consequence of the fall of man? What if the organic system is a deviation of perfection? If we were a deviation on a walnut tree, we would be aborted. That is called natural selection. But if we are part of a bigger system, that's impossible. Maybe the collective is trying some kind of shock therapy. Put the system in a shock, and while it is in a shock, it might remember its original status. So, if I'm playing the devil's advocate again, all the 9-11 events might be a way to waken us up. It looks like they are getting desperate, because the events are happening faster and faster. It's like trying to wake an alcoholic. If you try to take away the bottle, the alcoholic will see you as a threat. How do we get out of this? Let's take the moment you die. You go to hell. You go to heaven, you see Jesus, you see Lucifer, your favorite dog, your granddad. But the problem is, there is still an observer. So you are still in the matrix. Let's say there is a moment you say, hey, I'm out of the matrix. Well, the fact you are saying it means you're still in it, because you need an observer, and a part of the matrix is the observer. Let's say that the matrix was supposed to be a mirror funhouse, but it got out of balance. It started to make this eight form. You start in a cell, in the water, make an aid form and die. And then you start all over again, in the water, in the cell, start of the reincarnation cycle. Take all the DNA, put it in a spaceship, make a wormhole, go to the past and start all over again. So, in my view, the fall of man was the start of the cell division, the reincarnation cycle, and finally, death.
do we get out? Do you want to get out? Because when you're out, you are void. Well, the only way to get out is when an external force decides to pull you out. And that would be God. But the real God. And not the force pretending to be God. So what are we doing here? And what is the cause of the fall of man? If the white sun is a white hole, something could have come out of it and disturbed the pattern of the counter-rotating mechanism. Now there are two possibilities. One, this object smashed our planet out of its orbit. Or the second option is, this object is still here and it is bringing our energy field out of balance. Let's go back to the atom. The atom has two parts, the Isis and the Osiris. The Osiris is the Or Isis, the mirror of Isis. That means you have the observer Isis and the observed Osiris. Now in 1700 you have the rise of the machines. Now a new mirror is created, the TV screen. Now the question is, can you change Isis by changing Osiris? In other words, can you change reality by changing the reality on the TV screen? Let's explain it in another way. So you have Isis and her mirror image or Isis. Whenever Isis makes a move, or Isis will follow. That is what the mirror image does. Let's do the impossible. Move the mirror image first. The question is, will Isis follow? Will the object follow its mirror image? If it does, you have inverted the system. If the magic mirror machine is showing the climate is changing, will the observer manifest this reality? I think it will. So whatever controls the mirror machine controls reality. So what is the fall of man? We were the Ka, building our paradise, the Ba. But some entity took over the Ba and pretended to be the Ka, the God. So now we have become the Ba, the believers, creating the world of the parasite. 
and slowly we become one of them. Time to break the spell. At the funeral of Benedict, someone else was doing the rituals. Supposedly, the fake Pope could not walk because of an injury. But who would be the successor of the Pope? Who was in the picture during this crisis? I see three candidates. Fauci, Bill Gates, or Klaus Schwab. Did they do something special in 2013? This one, nothing obvious. When I did a Google search Bill Gates 2013, I got this one. What about this one? Well, the usual Davos reunion. 2013 is also the crowning of the Emir of Qatar, crowning of Willem Alexander in the Netherlands, King Philip in Belgium. Well, for the moment I will keep it with Klaus Schwab, so I wonder. But then I remembered 2012. Were we wrong? My guess is that in 2012, the three grandmasters were replaced. The Queen, the Pope, and probably at that moment, Grandmaster of the Teutonic Knights, George Bush Sr. Replaced by Trump, probably Klaus Schwab, and Putin. So was this the start of a new era? Let's go back to the three wise men. Accidentally, you have three presents. What if the Ark was a machine of a highly evolved technological society? Three artifacts. Three bloodlines. Maybe three artificial intelligence accidentally you have three artifacts in the ark of the covenant let's do an experiment you have the tower the zihurat and the pyramid put them on top of each other reminds me of big ben the obelisk, the O, the Ba and the Ka, then you have the word Lis, what would it be? Maybe it is the Fleur de Lis, maybe that is the energy that is created by the obelisk. If you want to understand the universe, 
It is about energy, frequency and vibration. Vibration. In 2001, one artifact is moved from London to New York. And we get this event. Remember the incidents with the Ark of the Covenant. Where would it be? Well, probably the Church of St. Nicholas in New York. Frequency 2019 One artifact is moved from Rome to Wuhan. Yahweh has morphed into Huawei. This frequency is creating an illness. Remember the incidents with the Ark of the Covenant. The plague of the Philistines. Then we have the third one, energy. When you fold the Teutonic cross, you end up with a zigurat, human sacrifice. The dying souls on the battlefield. We have this Ukrainian war. Well, I'm not sure about this one. Is the artifact going to stay in Jerusalem or will it be transported to Ukraine? We already had an event in Ukraine, Chernobyl. When they were talking about Kherson, I had to think about Grand Zero or Giza. I don't know why, but I had a feeling they were going to create an event. Let's hope it's not going to happen. So my guess is there will be some kind of alignment. Well, before I go, let me draw your attention to Mr. Katai. I've been following him for quite a long time. His channel has been removed on YouTube. So for people who are into numerology, a very interesting channel. Links in the description box. Okay, thanks for watching and see you next time. Bye. No matter where you happen to be on New Year's Eve this year, Sirius, the brightest star in the night sky, will slowly climb up the southeastern sky hour after hour, and at midnight will reach its highest point, almost on the meridian. Think of it. The brightest star visible from our planet reaches its highest point above the horizon at midnight every New Year's Eve. Let's take a look at the hieroglyph of Sirius. The triangle... The dome and the pentagram. Remember the 124875 energy gives you the energetic center of our crater. The pentagram is the shortcut. So I think the pentagram is a reference to the energetic center of our crater. 
one of my viewers saw Anubis in the brain. Strange, a few hours after publishing my video, I had seen the same, but in another brain. Is this the reason Sirius is called the Dog Star? One of my viewers commented, I recently had a cataract removed and was literally blind in my right eye for about two years until the surgery. Now that I have both eyes again, my balance is off, reminding me of how Odin sacrificed his right eye for wisdom. So what did I learn, Mr. Oculus? I don't know, but when I go outside, the crows follow me around, making a racket. Moon Masters, silence. Yeah, shut up. Silence. You're crazy. You're crazy. Let's take a look at the alien abduction and the flying saucer stories. Well, uh, first beginning, uh, we were watching television. And... Well, as I say, it started first with a very decided tingling all over my body. Uh, the tingling uh, finally extended to the mind area, and there was a qualification of mind such as uh, it's hard to believe. I seem to become one with the entire universe. I know, I saw it. That... And I, I mean, I know myself I saw it, but I don't, I believe I saw it, but I can't fathom it because it seems so unreal. Where were you then? What time of day or night was it? It was 2 o'clock in the morning and uh, approximately a full moon, which is like daylight on the desert. And uh, I asked him what he wanted, and he said, my name is Solgonda, and I would be pleased to show you our craft. Solgonda? Solgonda. Did you, was the craft visible to you at this time? It was when he stated this, I saw beyond him the ship. Which well, I hadn't seen before. What did you see? A bell, a bell-shaped uh, type of uh, anti-gravity uh, ship that they operate as a scout ship out of the big carriers. Well, it struck me that the first alien encounters were always with saucer-shaped spaceships. What could be the reason? It might have something to do with the development of television. Television started off with a mechanical device. It was a disc with holes in a spiral shape. The Nipkov disc. At a certain speed, images became visible. Thanks, Bill. And it seems to me that 33 is an important number, probably the code to get inside of our brain. The 
Nipkov disk almost has the same shape of our crater. Put over the continents with the 33 segments. It's almost like the flying saucers have the shape of our crater. And at the same time, our brain, of course. Is it a coincidence that all the information is put on a spinning disk? Probably not. Let's take a Nipkov disk. Take a record. If you put certain sounds at certain places on your record in reverse, would you manifest drink Coca-Cola in your brain? In 1923, an American of Russian extraction, Vladimir Zvorykin, used Brown's invention to develop the iconoscope camera tube, a forerunner of the modern television camera. With it, Zvorykin achieved the breakthrough to modern, fully electronic television technology. Twelve months later, he obtained a patent for a tube for image reproduction. In the picture tube, electromagnets guide a beam of electrons over a screen horizontally and vertically. Lots of individual spots of light appear on the phosphor-coated screen. The brightness of each spot of light depends on the strength of the electron beam. The original picture is formed from the spots line by line. When I saw this moving line on the screen, I automatically had to think about the lunar wave. Remember, I made a video about how I thought the pyramids were responsible for the image of moon and sun. Let's compare the electrical windings of CERN with an electron gun on an old television. The predecessor of CERN was the cyclotron. The first one was made in 1934. Remember, Hitler came in power in 1933. Notice the resemblance with the Nipkov disk. side effect of the Nipkov disk was contact with aliens. Another question would be, could you project an image on the brain firmament and maybe use the pineal gland as electron gun? Imagine the power you would have. That would give the lowest form of life a godly status. So what happened to the old firmament? Let's say 
you want to shoot some rockets in space. But the old firmament is preventing you from doing that. Well, first you create a war and you destroy the old firmament with some nuclear devices. Then you replace the old firmament with a new one. And klaar is case. But Houston, we have a problem. We need a screen to project on. Now you talked about a crater on the moon. Now I thought all the moon stuff had been debunked and that nobody ever really knows what was on on the moon. What's this? Well, this is the Gassendi Crater. This is 55 miles long and uh, oval-shaped. It's in the Mare Humorum uh, Sea, or on the edge of it. Uh, since 35 years ago, they wondered why this particular crater had these lines in it. And with the magnification, which you can get with a larger telescope, this is what they found. These lines are tubes laying on the surface of this crater and running under some of the mountain ridges. There are three large dome-shaped structures in here. These tubes run clear outside of the crater, and we know there are tubes laying on the surface because the sun is shining from this angle, and this mountain peak causes a shadow. What does it all mean? Does it mean that this is a rocket launching or a flying saucer base on, on the moon? This has been a base on the moon for, for perhaps uh, many thousands of years, used by these people in the spaceships to resupply their ships or whatever is required. Not even Life magazine has accepted this is genuine, or has it? Well, uh, the Palomar uh, Observatory people that took the picture won't even comment on it. In my view, that doesn't look like the Gazendi crater. But there was one little detail that drew my attention. Remember this image from the Galactic Liars? In my view, they are showing Epcot, the center point of it. Let's compare it. I know it's always very dangerous to do that, but let's do it anyway. Five years ago, they wondered why this particular crater had these lines in it. And with the magnification, which you can get with a larger telescope, this is what they found. So this guy is telling us that in the 20s, they are taking high-resolution pictures of Epcot. Well, they had some very good telescopes in these days. Another possibility, of course, could be they were flying outside our crater in the 20s. This, of course, is a very strange story. On the one hand, he is talking about aliens, and on the other hand, he shows us a real photograph of Epcot. Why are they showing us pictures of Epcot? Knowing very well, no one would recognize them.
meanwhile, a packed stadium and flag-draped cheering streets greet Chancellor Hitler on his way to perform the opening ceremony. machine plan. You have done experiments which show you can bring the past to life. Where did this formula come from? I love that Scotch accent. <laughs> uh, Jack, the formula came from a ship that landed at my airport in 1953 on August the 24th, uh, which had four people aboard it that came from another planet. And uh, what form did the formula take? Did he implant it in your mind by telepathy, or did he give you something written in English? He spoke it to me verbally. And you remembered this? There's nothing to it to remember. Well, you tell me now. The yes. formula for a time machine. F equals 1 over T. F being frequency and T being time. And this uh, enables me to, to, to go back to the time of Caesar's armies uh, conquering Britain. Well, it would enable a mathematician to work this out, yes. Can you clean it up anymore in that fish? I'm working on it. What the hell? Try zooming out. I freeze. Reverse values. Try zooming out again. Rotate 90 degrees counterclock. 
wouldn't it be lovely to make contact with another civilization that has arisen and evolved independently? And so what we did was to devise a complicated message, which you can see here, of zeros and ones. Now, the key to this is that the total number of zeros and ones is 31 times 31 times 31. 31 cubed. And it suggests that it's a pictorial message in three dimensions. It was not necessarily a three-dimensional model at first. It could have been a movie. And it was only when we had drawn them out and looked at them that it became very uncertain whether it was anything like that. Since it was a dull movie, you figured it was really a three-dimensional. That was, that was about the size of it. So here is, in three dimensions, what the resulting model is like. Now let's see what the graduate students have to say about uh, their interpretation of this funny-looking message. And although we know that you had a sense of humor, <laughs> Mickey Mouse was not our idea of a joke, so it had to be something else. The only thing it really looked like was a molecular orbital type drawing of a molecule. And the first one that came to my mind was formaldehyde. And Kathy is in fact right. This was intended to be a formaldehyde molecule, although it does look a little bit like Mickey Mouse, in which there is a carbon atom, two hydrogens, and an oxygen. Now, what could the significance of that be? Why go to all this trouble to simply say formaldehyde? And the answer is that formaldehyde has a radio frequency attached to it. And what all of this trouble is about is the message is saying, don't listen on this station. This isn't the station that's interesting. Listen on the formaldehyde station, and that's where the Encyclopedia Galactica will be. Notice that if we made a serious such search and succeeded, the results would be inestimable. We will have ended the isolation of mankind from the rest of the universe forever. Let me tell you the story of the master race. The Aryans, refugees of Atlantis, descendants of Noah, descendants of Ashkenaz. Let's call them the Solomonsters, stuck in the crater of the apes. Let's tell the story of a brilliant agent. Let's call him 006, brilliant actor, psychopath, probably an MKUltra victim with multiple personalities, trained in Great Britain, was sent to Germany to take power, sponsored by his fellow Solomonsters, the Rothschilds. A new invention was made the cyclotron and the purpose was to look if this device was able to mind control an entire population the answer was yes in no time 006 had seized power and installed a thousand year empire worshipped like a god but the Solomonster Council decided that Europe was not big enough. They wanted 
the whole world. So they aborted the thousand-year empire. Hitler was defeated, Germany destroyed, and 006 was sent to the US, where he had a bigger military-industrial complex at his disposal. A new personality was created. Uncle Walt. But in order to make the new personality work, the old personality had to be vilified. But Uncle Walt was a bit homesick, so he was reunited with some old German friends. Very soon, Uncle Walt was pulling off his old tricks and he was mind-controlling the complete Western world, with a little bit of help of his friends, of course. Filling the world with cyclotrons and mind-control TVs, landing on the moon, colonizing the bigger Earth in search of Papa and Mama. Sending messages in space. Help! We are stuck on the planet of the apes. Please help us. Look for formaldehyde. Well, a lot of people will say, well, Hitler being Walt Disney, that's ridiculous. Well, it really doesn't matter if it is one person or two persons. One of my favorites is Morgan Freeman being Jimi Hendrix. You know, I love this one. Being a fan of Jimi Hendrix, I was watching a live recording of him. And suddenly, I started seeing Morgan Freeman playing the guitar. Or was it just another trick of the brain? Let's say you invent a cyclotron. How could we use this to help people? But not the solar monsters, of course, being the master race. You stupid apes! You should be thankful they want to rule you. So the only purpose of this tool will be world dominance. No better place to start, of course, than the military. Build an underground base, put a cyclotron in it and start mind-controlling soldiers. Create the super soldier, the SS. Take a look at the symbology of the Nazi military, SS. Is it Schutzstaffel or is it Schwarze Sonne? ISIS, all black and white. 
the insectoid messiah with the rotating wheel, throwing off all human empathy and become part of the insectoid hive mind. That is the wet dream, of course, of every psychopathic maniac. Then you have the super soldier stories, of course, and it's always the same story, it's underground bases, aliens and interplanetary battles. All confirming the heliocentric model, of course. They tell you the wildest stories. But Flat Earth is a CIA psyop. So you have the story of Montauk, Area 51, Dulcie, Fort Detrick. Another place to put a cyclotron might be a university, create some fake scientists, a psychiatric clinic. Maybe you could do some experiments on some psychiatric patients. Completely voluntary, of course. Let's say that the cyclotron is punching holes in your aura. That would make you vulnerable for external infections. Now behind the veil you start perceiving another reality. You start seeing aliens everywhere. Let's take a look again at TV. So you have the electron gun on the back of the TV, shooting electrons on the screen. But because you are facing your screen, this electron gun is also shooting electrons straight into your brain. So they are not just shooting holes in our brain, they are also shooting holes in the dome. So the dome might still be there. Let's say we are safe in our dome, protected by our aura. But a predatory race is waiting for us. Do you want to meet the aliens? Do you want disclosure? Do you want to live on Mars? Sure, so you are put on a rocket to Mars. That's what you think. Well, for all you know, you might end up in Epcot. Or Sirius B. As a food source of some predatory race.
Well, people, I'm going to stop for a few months and take some vacation. I will post a new video on October 1, so don't worry, I'll be back. I want to thank all you people for your nice comments and your support, so I wish you all the best and see ya! Someone mailed me, take a look at the city of Aden in Yemen. These are fossils of two gigantic creatures. Would this be possible? Of course, but not on a little blue ball flying in space. These creatures would be too big to survive. You need a bigger space. You have prehistory on a bigger earth. Then something happens. Reset. History on a flat earth. Then something happens. Reset. Space age in a heliocentric model. Something will happen. Will it be the great reset? Put this on a timeline. Prehistory on the bigger Earth. Let's put a date on it. Let's say 4000 BC. Start of history in a crater. 1250, half of the crater is morphed into an illusionary blue ball. Start of the space age. Now we are part of the Enterprise. This advanced base or space station will be headquarters for the final ascent to the moon. The entire wheel will slowly rotate at three revolutions per minute. The resulting centrifugal force will produce an artificial gravity for the men in the rim. idea to focus on exploring space. Powered by the infinite amounts of zero-point energy, we'd be able to go across the solar system in a matter of hours. We could start mining asteroids and terraforming other planets. And maybe one day, we'd decide to relocate humanity altogether. But that's a story for another What If. Finally, two small rocket motors on the rim Lasting for a few seconds, 
will set the wheel in permanent motion. To revolve three times a minute. Will be headquarters for the final ascent to the moon. Final ascent to the moon. Ascent to the moon. Ascent to the moon. We are on the moon, Werner. The only ascension I know is Christ going to heaven. So, the spiritual realms, grave Hades, that's the abode of the dead, the pit, Tartarus, bottomless pit, both on earth, lake of fire, not on earth, out there somewhere, heaven, earth. Let's recapitulate. So you have Hades and Tartarus, then you have earth and heaven. So if you want to ascend to the moon, you must be in hell. Reminds me of the Solomon system. Counter-rotating. Let's presume that time exists. What would happen if you put a counter-rotating mechanism in it? One pyramid would pull it forward in the future, the other one would pull it back in the past. So you would be stretching time. Take a timeline, then you have the Solomon star, now it starts stretching time. This is now creating a new timeline in which time is moving slower. Then you can start all over again, a timeline in a timeline. This is of course the concept of the movie Inception, Reality. In reality, in reality, let's go back to the ark. An ark, in an ark, in an ark. So the ark would be in this system, kind of reality projection system. 
Let's give an example. 100 years in the space age would be 20 years in history, would be 4 years in prehistory. And everything, of course, would be playing out on the bottom layer. So instead of thinking in linear time, let's think in layer time. At the bottom, at a very slow speed, you experience prehistory. On top of that, history at a slower speed. And then we have the normal speed, space age. So in this example, we experience three time frames at the same time. Everything playing out in the past would be the blue pyramid. Tartarus. Tartaria. Matter in the top layer would manifest itself as mud in the underlying layer. And in the second layer, it would manifest itself as stone or fossil. Crater earth and fossil stories would be in the bottom layer. Everything concerning the mud would be in the second layer. Remember, we are experiencing these three timelines at the same time. If you have a normal size at the top layer, you will be a giant at the second layer and a titan at the bottom layer. Giants are depicted on medieval paintings. In one of my videos I found evidence of a titan. This could mean when you stretch time, you are shrinking matter. If there is a blue pyramid pointing downwards, there must be a red pyramid pointing upwards. If there are timelines in the past, there must be timelines in the future. Stories about the greys, reptilians, probably are echoes from the future. If there are titans at the bottom layer, there are probably titans at the upper layer. The gods probably are titans. How would this work? Take Lizzie and the dragons as an example. In a previous video I showed that in the landscape of Britain you can find two dragons. The dragons are in the bottom layer. So let's say that one second would be 100 years. Could this be possible? Take a look at microscopic life. How would they experience time? What if we were the microorganisms in a living dragon? A dragon living at a slower speed and therefore manifesting itself to us as a fossil. On top of that you have the medieval buildings. But suddenly because of this time experience a new history is appearing in the mud. In other words, these buildings are sliding from the future into the past. In linear thinking, of course, this is impossible. Let's go back to the year 1250. 
when the Crusaders moved to Benbenstone. In 1250, they rewind history with 450 years. I made several videos about this. But at the same time, I had the feeling that there was another date, 1700, because then you have the rise of the machines. Let's say that in the year 1250, a new timeline was created, from 800 till 1700. That would mean 900 years. This would mean that in 2150, this new timeline ends. So I'm thinking, what if all the layers around the Earth are not air layers, but time layers? What if each layer was a remnant of previous times? Time layer in a time layer in a time layer? So you have the original Earth, then you have Reset 1. A reflective layer is created around the Earth. Now the Earth can see its own mirror image. Then something happens. Reset number two. A second reflective layer is created in the first one. Reflection in reflection. Then a third one is created. Let's say we would have a reset in 2150. What would it be? Every reset the mirror is moving closer to Earth. So reset 4 would zoom in even more. So reset 1 would give you this reflection. Reset 2, this one, reset 3, even closer, and the next reset would give you a very strange planet popping up in our solar system. What a strange planet. And after a while, people start noticing it has this strange X form. Could it be? Nibiru, of course, would be the reflection of our crater, Sirius. Conspiracy theorists in this timeline will notice that the continents are reflected in Nibiru. And in this case, they will be right. If you think you can see them in the moon, well, you're missing a few resets. Makes me wonder what is playing here. It's obvious they are preparing us for the next reset. The end of days. The apocalypse. By now, everybody, except for some crazy conspiracy theorists, believe in the solar system. How hard would it be to persuade people that another planet is entering our solar system. This will be the official explanation. 
when they start pumping up the story of Planet X, the reset is near. But what will really happen? How are they going to create this event? Where are they going to get this amount of energy? This advanced base or space station will be headquarters for the final ascent to the moon. Our space satellite will have the shape of a wheel. Yeah, I'm sure it will, Werner. The International Space Station. What is space? When I'm looking again at the images of the space shuttle, it dawns on me that they can only film from the first time layer. Therefore, it will be impossible to shoot videos from the entire Earth. The question is, of course, what are they doing up there? Sir John Mandevil. Zoom in to a place where you have a wall. The Jews of the Ten Lost Tribes are shut up in those hills. They are called Gog and Magog, and they can get out on no side. King Alexander drove them there, for he intended to shut them up with the work of his men. So where is this wall when you put on the continents? When you look for the gates of Alexander, Alexander is supposedly Alexander the Great. He sure doesn't look Macedonian to me. In other versions it is Du Alkarnain, building the wall with the help of the Jinn. Who is this enemy? they are terrified of. The Jews of the Ten Lost Tribes. So they are locked up with their snake god, the Demiurge, Q, Quetzalcoatl. Where would this wall be? Are we talking the Chinese wall? Locking people up, building a wall, I wonder whose side Trump is on. The ten tribes were locked up behind the wall. Well, there is something strange about this wall. These two tribes were not locked up. And what about Gog and Magog? Are these two Judah and Benjamin or Gog and Magog? Yuri Gagarin. Radio Gaga, Mr. Gaga, Google, and we all know this one. Let's go back to London. One of my viewers said, hey, I thought you found Yahweh in New York, in the St. Nicholas Church. Well, he's right, but let's take a look at the map. So it all starts in London with the first industrial revolution. Then we have New York and we have the American digital revolution.
So now we have the third revolution in Wuhan, the 5G revolution. Huawei sounds like Yahweh. And the distance between New York and Wuhan is on my map exactly the same. And it also sounds the same. So it is my guess that several stones are being used to install the grid. Somewhere in Wuhan there has to be a similar pattern. Another tip from a viewer. Take a look at the word Betilus. Betilus are sacred stones that were supposedly endowed with life or gave access to a deity. And when you take a look at a Roman coin, it sure looks like a Benben stone to me. Here we have the meaning of the word. Bet-el, house of God. This reminds me of course of Bethlehem. The connection with the Christ. The Beetle. The Beetles. Or Beetlejuice. You have the monarch, the Archon, sitting on the black Bamban stone. And another viewer said, hey, what about Macron, the M. Archon, le maudit prince, the Ba and the K, the M. Urkel. So I thought, well, what about Marconi, Guglielmo Marconi, another Gugu. And that brings us to radio waves. Remember, organic life is doubling or mirroring. Remember this pattern? One and one is two, two and two is four. Always doubling itself. That gave us this symbol. The Greek letter phi or fa. As I was looking at the word radio wave, I came to the conclusion that the V and the W are actually in the word wave. So the word is describing the pattern. And wave is the Roman version of the Greek phi or fa. We also have the parasitic signal. The 369 combination, the ra signal. So if the fa and the wave are actually the same signal, let's examine the word virus. The fa of ra. But because wave and fa are the same, it is the wave of ra. Now let's take the word radio wave. Dios stands for God, the ra god wave. That means that radio wave and virus are the same word. So the radio wave is a virus. The virus is a radio wave. Thank God we have a mask to protect ourselves. I showed in a previous video that I think that the Greek letters are following the cell division. This language is probably organic. 24 characters, 2 and 2 is 4. All brainwaves have a Greek letter, 
Imagine what would happen if we had 24 of them. And we probably have. The Roman language is probably the parasitic overtake of the Greek. 26 characters, 6 the number of the parasite. Let's take a look now at the electromagnetic spectrum. In electro you hear the words L and Ra. In French lumière it's lumen and Ra, the light of Ra. Take a look at the parasitic waves, they all hold the word Ra. Draw the attention to one hand and in the meantime do a trick with the other one and make as lot of noise as you can. We know where these tricks are coming from and that made me think of the word phoenix, the phi and the x. In Flemish the word nix is nothing. So you have the phi and nix. Phi and nix. You even have the fa nix. It's all about destroying the organic signal, the fa. So researchers discovered young people are developing horn-like spikes on the back of their skulls due to long periods of time spent looking down at their mobile devices. That's right. They're not horns. They're, <laughs> they're bone spurs growing off the back of the skull um, from, from bending our heads forward, from using mobile devices, cell phones um, and tablets. Why, and why does the body form these spurs just from that kind of posture? Well, from bending our head forward uh, rather than keeping it straight. And, and looking down at texting and at, and at uh, mobile devices, uh, which is a new phenomenon in the last decade or two. Recently someone said, I have a demonic channel because I'm attacking the Lord Jesus Christ. The only way to be saved is by Jesus. Well, there was another chosen one who was going to save us. I'm still waiting. I recommend take the vaccines. I did it, it's good, take the vaccine. So let's take a look of what is really behind Jesus Christ. But first, let's start with this. In the parasitical system, the male and the female are counter-rotating. 
So it is my guess they are half male and half female. Now take the organic system, female and male. Both systems harmoniously make the same pattern. Now let's say I want to make a hand sign for this system. What would it look like? What do you think of this sign? Two fingers for the male and the female. Two fingers for the phallus and the circle for the female womb. Or the circle of the organic center. When phallus and female come together, they fa. Now let's take a look at some old paintings. Two fingers but open hand. Open hand and fingers crossed. Open hand, fingers crossed and the other hand the free Masonic M. Open hand, fingers crossed and blood wound in the center. Like the dagger in the heart. Some more voodoo. The word Christ, the Roman version, that's a lot of karaba if you ask me. The Greek version, the Christ, the He and the Ro, the Archon. The Resurrection, the Phoenix coming back. King Jesus with the crown, the rod and the globe. The Julius Caesar connection. Jesus blessing the center of the Holy Grail, the crater, the body of Christ. Jesus standing under the dome is coming back with an army of angels. And when he comes back, he will wipe out all the unbelievers. Now let's presume that Jesus is an ascended master. Do you really think he would solve all your problems? No, he would teach you and explain you how to solve your own problems. So in my view, Christ is the parasite playing savior, creating false hope and traumatizing your subconscious, a dead man on a cross. And you people are all sinners. You don't deserve to live. You are useless eaters. Well, if Christ is the parasite, what would be our real God? Take a look again at the movement of Earth. This pattern is the life-giving energy. I called it in a previous video the APEP energy. Take the pattern FA and double it like children gives you Fafa or Papa, the inversion of Apep, also brings you to the word Pope. I think that the papacy was an ancient snake cult, but it was taken over by the parasitic Jesus cult. So in the Greek version it would bring you to the word Father. In the wave version, it would bring you to water, wind, the forces of nature. 
So if you are looking for a name for God, take a look at the indigenous people and not at religion. And take a look at history where Christianity is wiping out all indigenous cultures. Well, you wonder why. Let's make an organic wave. Do the hand sign and create the up-up pattern. This would be the sign of blessing and not this one. This is the Heil Hitler. H H. H is the eighth letter of the alphabet. Even then, they were trying to close you up in an eternal loop. The Metaverse You can basically do anything with uh, synthetic uh, RNA, DNA. Um, it's, really, it's like a computer program. You can, do any, you can turn someone into a freaking butterfly if you want with the right DNA sequence. If you want to bless synthetic life, give it the cross. If you want to bless organic life, give it the wave. But if you give organic life the cross, it becomes a curse. You have the dead Christ. You have the resurrected Christ. You have the dead Jon Snow. You have the resurrected Jon Snow. You have the dead Snow White. You have the resurrected Snow White. So if Snow White is Jesus Christ, well, we have to invert the whole story. Then the witch is the wave. The apple, the organic pattern. Then Snow White disrupted our energy field. Now she's lying under the dome, waiting to be resurrected, disrupting the system, the apple. Was Jesus the one, the Neo, hacking the system? But did something go wrong? Is he trapped in the system? And what about the seven dwarfs? of the seven seals marks the second coming of the Christ. I'll be back. I don't think so. Let's continue our quest for raw, or should we say, 
Lam God staat weg, neemt de zonden der wereld. Lam God staat weg, neemt de zonden der wereld. So you ritually destroy the consciousness of the Taurus by breaking the eye of Horus. Zie dan het Lam Gods dat wegneemt de zonden uit deze wereld. And what is next? Well, you let them eat it. And here another black magic trick. Put a black cross on the pineal gland. You slice the vortex. And it's not just Catholicism. Let's take a look at Mecca from the air. The region of the black box, the Kaaba. Here we go again. You recreate a miniature of our crater Earth and you ritually destroy it by putting a black box in it. That is what we call voodoo. For another example, let's return to the Karaba. One of my viewers drew the attention to the word scarab. What is the scarab doing? He is collecting shit. Shit in Europe is called kaka. And this viewer said that in Hungarian, baba is egg. So the scarab is laying eggs in the shit of another organism. Mankind was living in perfect harmony with nature. But at a certain point in time, we were parasited. So the apple might be the egg and the snake might be the scarab. Just like the phoenix returns once in a while to lay an egg. Every year we celebrate our infection. Happy Easter! Let's go to another very important painting. One of the finest paintings in the world. For me. Until now. This is not a lesson in art, but there is a very important element in this painting. Let's decode it. On the top of the painting you see the circles of Atlantis, Saturn, home of the parasite. On the bottom you have the octagon. When you have a top view on the counter-rotating mechanism, you have two squares. That forms the octagon and in the center you have the eye of the vortex. In front of the altar you have Metatron and Sandalfon. The twelve archangels and on top of the box of course in the center of the counter rotating mechanism you have the eye of Ra so the painter of this painting Jan van Eyck was member of the order of the golden fleece well, you can make of the Order of the Golden Fleece 
the order of Ra. So now let's come to this important new element. So the Lamb of God is the Eye of Ra. But you see that the Eye of Ra is pouring blood into the Holy Grail, the Taurus. So what is happening here? Let's go back to the moment where it all happened. The Atlanteans land on Crater Earth. The Atlanteans were later called the Egyptians. The Egyptians didn't live there. Let's take a look at the Hereford map. What did they look like? Let's take a look at their brains. A brain created in the torus field and a brain created in the counter-rotating pyramid field. So in my view, they were the elongated skull people. They were the pyramid builders, trying to recreate their own world in our crater. Let's take a look at the Pyramid of Cheops. I was trying to use the principle of the counter-rotating pyramids on the Pyramid of Cheops. You have a triangle and you have a box. So that was inviting me to reverse the other triangle and try to put it on its place. So I came up with three phases. I think that this must have been the original concept of the pyramid, with the queen's chamber in the middle. But what was happening? I think that the rotation of Earth was creating the second triangle and that triggered some kind of energy. But for what purpose? I read somewhere that Noah discovered the vineyard. Christ is changing water into wine. The Lamb of God is pouring blood into the Taurus. What is happening here? Then I had this crazy idea that maybe the wine is oil. Maybe the pyramid is changing water into oil. That reminded me of the story of Hitler and the Glocke. Hitler was experimenting with counter-rotating elements. Hitler was making some anti-gravity spacecraft. A UFO? But hey, it might have been very simple. He was just trying to make oil. And when you look at Google Maps, you see that the whole area around the pyramids is desert. Maybe this device removed all the water 
out of the ground and turned it into oil, which the Saudi Arabians are now pumping out of the ground. And take a look at this one. It's almost like the Nile Delta is a mirroring of the pyramid. So at a certain point in time, the rotation of Earth was changing. So the pyramid wasn't working anymore. They had to do some changes. And that is the reason I think they made a second hole in the core of the pyramid. And they had to make the king's chamber. But to prevent collapsing the pyramid, they had to make an enormous gallery to pull in the gigantic blocks to support the roof of the king's chamber. But still, the pyramid wasn't working enough. So I think that's the reason why they dug the hole in the ground. To calibrate the second pyramid. Let's return to the Kaaba. And here you see a counter rotation. The rotation of Earth and the rotation of the people. But in the Kaaba you have an additional element. The black stone. So my question would be, were there black stones in the king's chamber? Is this crystal the eye of Ra? the Lamb of God, creating the blood of Christ. Is it some kind of super intelligence? Where is it now? many important reasons for studying asteroids like the target of OSIRIS-REx asteroid Bennu. By bringing a sample back to the Earth, such as OSIRIS-REx will do with samples of Bennu in 2023, we'll be able to look at the samples in laboratories around the world to understand in great detail the nature of the sample and its place in the origin of the solar system. Right now as we're approaching asteroid Bennu, we're looking for debris or other objects that are orbiting the asteroid, just in case we need to avoid those. We'll be doing global characterization of the asteroid, basically making maps of the entire surface. We're interested in its topography. Are there craters? Where are the boulders? How this mechanism works is there's compressed gas that is released that will stir up the regolith from Bennu, store it into this canister, which we will then put inside of our sample release capsule and bring back to Earth. By now, you know, probably, there is a difference between Nazis and Germans. At a certain point in time, the Germans were parasited by the Atlanteans. They were told they were the Übermenschen and they committed the most horrible crimes. But at the end of the war, they were sacrificed themselves by the Atlanteans. Long time ago, the Jews were parasited by the Atlanteans. 
and they were told they were the chosen people. So let's see what little scam the Atlanteans have planned for them. Islam and political Zionism mutually destroy each other. And that is exactly what they are doing, of course. Today Israel takes a big step towards peace. Look at the sneaky smile. When they say peace, they mean war. Young people across the Middle East are ready for a more hopeful future. And government Look at the, the ties. Are That's that the cheat code. Islamic extremism are everyone's common enemy. Trump, of course, constantly flashing signs, the Freemason hand signs. Alistair Trump. His spirit upon his life for the Holy Spirit to strengthen him. His spirit, soul, and body. And Father, I release wisdom from heaven. And I declare, God, that you use him to... Amen. Around the fortification was captured and renamed Ghanda after a city on Crater Earth. Let's recapitulate. You have two main forces. You have the invading white race, the Christians, with the lion symbol, the Ari, the phoenix of the resurrected Christ, and their language is Rum, Hebrew, Yiddish. Next, you have the Saracens, Moors, Mayans, Mazarians, Etruscs. All those people can be brought back to one root people, the Scythians or the Turanians. Some Turkish viewers drew my attention to Polat Kaya, a Turkish investigator. He came to the conclusion that every known culture and language has an origin in the Turkish language. The Iranians were believers of the sky god, sun god and the moon god. For that they were labeled as pagans and persecuted by the Aryans, Christians and the Semites. So the Scythians were brown-skinned, they were nature worshippers, the pagans, and they worshipped the sun-eye and the moon-eye.
concentrate now on the center point of defalsification, namely the Crusades and Jerusalem. To understand the Crusades, we have to go back to the Roman Empire and the conquest of the whole crater. The only people they could not conquer were the German tribes. Later in time, the German tribes attacked the Roman Empire and it collapsed. The only part they could not conquer was the part on the other side of the Mediterranean Sea and that became the East Roman Empire. Capital was Byzantium. 500 years later the Eastern Roman Empire had become Muslim and the Western Roman Empire had become Christian. So now the Christians decide they have to liberate Jerusalem, the land of their savior, Jesus Christ. The first thing they do is attack Constantinople, that is still under the influence of Byzantium. And here you can clearly see that Byzantium and Constantinople are two different cities. Here you see the location on an old miniature. Here another one flipped vertically. Here you see a battle taking place and you see that Constantinople is completely fortified in a gothic style and in the city you see a lot of big churches. And what do you think of this one? Fire weapons? So what are the history books telling us about Constantinople? Well, they try to tell us that the original name was Byzantium. In 330 the name was changed into Constantinople and in 1453 the name was changed into Istanbul. Sure, so that would be the same like saying Brussels used to be called Madrid and then 200 years later they changed their name into Paris and now they call Brussels again. Sure, so this is our first piece of evidence of the falsification of history, Constantinople. So what happened to Constantinople and Byzantium? Well, both were flooded and Istanbul was the victim and got the two names. From there, the crusaders decide to attack by land and they make a circular movement. There they attack the city Antiochia. Here you see a picture of the crater map and you see that Antiochia is a very big castle. Next to it is a big mountain. Here is a medieval painting of it. You see the mountain in the background. Here you see another one. You see the mountain in the background, the fortified castle. 
And if you look carefully, in the front, you see the Crusaders have cannons. Strange, I didn't know the Crusaders had cannons. And of course, Antiochia is situated in Turkey, and this is Antiochia. Where are the walls? Is that all that is left from this gigantic city? So, when they have taken the castle of Antiochia, it's very easy to attack Jerusalem. In case you think, well, why don't they attack from the water? The whole coastline is fortified by cities. You have Tripoli, Beirut, Acres, Tyre, Jaffa, Ascalon. For people who know the history of the Crusades, these names will sound familiar. Later in the Crusades, they will attack Egypt. And they attack Cairo through the Nile. And now, of course, the most important piece of the Crusades, Jerusalem. Well, we have the same old story again. So, Jerusalem is a fortified city, Gothic style, and in the center you have the Temple of Solomon. In many of the cases, the Temple of Solomon is an octagonal temple. The Travels of John Mandeville For if a man were to go from Scotland or England to Jerusalem, he would be going upwards all the way, for our land is in the lowest part of the West. The cause is that the earth and sea is round, for it is commonplace that Jerusalem is in the middle of the earth. Let's take a look at some different explanations from Palatkaya. All seems to be referring to the position of the sun. What happened to Jerusalem? There was a flood and after that it flash froze, together with some other holy places like Mecca and Byzantium. Now. The ice is melting and maybe the holy places are defrosting. Is that the reason why Patriarch Kirill, head of the Orthodox Church, visited Antarctica? Well, we're almost at the scene of the crime. Let's recapitulate. The Vikings, Templars, Crusades, and now, 1400 to 1500, the Renaissance. 
the resurrection of the phoenix. You conquer some Etruscan territory. You take their main city and you call it Rome. You take the Etruscan buildings and you call them Roman. You take their history and replace it with the crater history of Rome. Now, of course, you think this is the Roman culture. But let's take a look at some Roman emperors, how they are depicted in the Middle Ages. Julius Caesar, Titus, Caesar Augustus, look at their heads, that is the same crown like the Pope's. Three kings are gathering at a strange building, that would be the Temple of Solomon. Three kingdoms and one crown for him who rules them all. Now the three kings are paying tribute to their new lord, Jesus Christ. Or was it Julius Caesar? Let's take a look at the list of popes. On Christmas day of the year 800, Leo III is crowning Charlemagne as Holy Roman Emperor. So we have the first list, put the remaining 800 years next to it, that brings us to the year 33, the death of Jesus Christ. That made Peter the first Pope appointed by Christ. Now Leo III, as lawful descendant of Jesus Christ, can crown Charlemagne as Emperor of the Holy Roman Empire. Let's return to the list of the Popes. But let's put the second list on the other timeline. That brings us to the year 450. So in 476 you have the fall of the Roman Empire. That means you have 450 years of Roman Emperors. And that brings us to Julius Caesar. In the first timeline the year zero is Jesus Christ. In the other timeline, the year zero is Julius Caesar. What happened here? Let me give you an example. So you have Mao, 
psychopathic killer responsible for millions of deaths. But to hide all this, you create a propaganda Mao. The completely opposite of the real Mao. Now let's presume you want to make two different people out of this Mao. What would you do? You take the propaganda Mao and you call him Lao. You take the real Mao, but you give him a different face. Now you have Mao and Lao. So let's turn this equation. You have Julius Caesar with the wrong face. And you have Jesus Christ with the wrong name. I already showed you that in the Middle Ages Julius Caesar was depicted with a beard. So I think there might be some evidence in the Shroud of Turin. Some people have made a 3D replica. Let's take a look at the body wounds. For every body wound of Caesar, they have found a Christian explanation. There goes the Spear of Destiny. So Julius Caesar is not the short-haired, grey old man, but a long-haired, bearded young man. Something like this. Except for the nose, maybe. Julius Caesar had an arced nose with a tip curved downwards at the end. Cult, Osiris cult, Julius Caesar cult equals the Christ cult. Make themselves yourself God. Raise an army. The army of God. Conquer the new world. The Knights Templar. The Crusades, the British Empire, the American Army. Change history. From the Vikings to Charlemagne, London, Paris, the Crusades. Jerusalem, Constantinople, Tripoli, Beirut, 
the beginning. In the beginning. The end of the beginning. <laughs>